The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the KyberCast. We are now episode number 15. This is Quick Bits with a side of Keanu, not Chianti. Mm. With me, as always, is my good friend, Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz, how are you? I am excellent. How are you doing tonight, Joe? Good. Coming off a long Labor Day weekend, so I'm rested and ready to do this podcast. And this is going to be kind of a fun, goofy one where we're just going to hit a few things, hit it and quits, and see where we go. Fantastic. Let's touch upon uh, the Joker trailer that, that kind of launched over the weekend. Was it last Thursday or Friday? Yes. And... A lot of praise you're hearing around the interwebs of people, I guess, who are standing ovations at some point. Oh, yeah. And Venice uh, Film Festival, eight-minute standing ovation. So nothing to sneeze at. No, and I've watched the preview at least three or four times now. And, you know, it feels really good. Like, it feels to me like I'm wondering uh, – maybe I'll, I'll wait till I jump into it. But it feels really good. My overall thoughts are this is going to be a very good character study. This is going to be something that – we're probably going to feel empathetic towards the Joker, and in, in in this particular version, there's the, you know it's the one bad day I think, or that leads to a one bad day, which is the killing jokes. Kind of, I've always loved that one bad day can can change anybody, right? And I th- I think that's where this is headed. Obviously, there's hints of that. Yeah, and I 100 percent agree with you. It, it it looks just like that, like you said, one bad day can really mess up everything and maybe push someone that is sane over the edge. And I think that's, I think that's what we're going to see based on the trailer. Um, the only thing that gives me some pause is the fact that I know already that they've said, this is not part of the really part of, it's part of the DC extended universe, obviously, but it's not in the same universe as well, the current DC expanded universe, as far as films go. So where does this really lie? Well, that kind of poses a larger question that we've talked about, a little bit in the past, not too much, but there is no interconnected universe anymore. It's all done. They're not going back there. There's still there are still going to be a Wonder Woman uh, movie coming out, and and I'm assuming there'll be an Aquaman too. I haven't sh- wasn't sure if that's been greenlit or not, but it made money, and we know there's a new reboot of Batman coming up and all that. And this this does not fit in with that particular reboot of Batman. And then you've got Birds of Prey. And there's all sorts of things going on. I think they're treating this, and this could be to DC's advantage, much like the comic books, where there's so many divergent stories and they're not going to be stuck with, uh, or say, painted corner like, like Marvel is. Everything's got to be attached to this uh, universe and have canon, so to speak. So, so not this to gives be yeah. like a slave to continuity, you're saying. I don't think so. I think there might be Arthur Fleck movies maybe in the future that might have a Batman in it. There might be, which is, you know, from the Joker's point of view, which could be interesting. I, I don't see Joaquin playing this role five times, though. That doesn't seem like something he would do. No, I don't think so either. So I think this is actually a one-off spin-off, you know, one-off character study, which I think looks great. 
I think it looks great too. Um, like I said, the things that give me pause are just that uh, you're right in that uh, DC is basically they they initially tried to follow, follow Marvel's kind of roadmap, and hopefully they're realizing it doesn't work for them because it's doing standalone movies makes more sense, I think. But at the same time, as a fan, I I want to know are these properties related? I mean, yeah, uh, we see Aquaman, but he was in Justice League. He was in. You know, Batman versus Superman. So, yep. is DC has they come have they come out and officially said that our DCEU is done? I don't know. I don't think they officially said anything. No, I'm I'm I, I have not read or heard that they've officially said they're not doing it. Um, because well, I guess me, technically me, technically Shazam's part of that too now, right? I mean, if you're going to start connecting things, so right because there was a Superman cameo in the in the same costume. Right. That's why it was connected. They could have put any... If it was a different Superman costume, you couldn't get away with saying it's not connected. But well, let me throw this out there real quick. The one thing that works for DC in this case is that, yes, Marvel has had an interconnected universe, the MCU, and the TV shows really kind of didn't really matter so as much. Now that's obviously going to change going forward as far as we can tell. But DC, with their TV series, and particularly their Arrowverse, has well-established that there is a multiverse and that there are different realities and they're going to do a crisis. I know that's not what we're talking about this episode. We'll get to that. But this fall, they're going to do a crisis on infinite worlds, which maybe they'll throw in a cinematic, one of the cinematic Batman or someone like that. Maybe not, but we already know we're going to see Kevin Conroy who does the voice of Batman. So the fact that this Joker film may not be in the same exact universe as say justice league, Aquaman, wonder woman, whatever, it can still work because They've already established that they have this fractured multiverse of sorts. So I'm willing to give it a shot. What about you? Oh, I think I'm more than giving this a shot. I think this is going to be Oscar-worthy performances across the board. I think there's going to be a, a great story here. I think it's definitely going to be heady. And, and you know, for me, I clearly see the king of comedy which was I was alluding to earlier I, I watched that when i was a kid i was like well this is kind of a strange movie with with de niro and I, I the irony here is that you've got joaquin phoenix playing almost the de niro role in king of comedy and de niro's playing the jerry lewis role uh in this particular one and i think you're gonna see uh some things I, I, i'm curious if they took some of that script um and pushed it forward in there so and it's got a very taxi driver feel too as well to this movie. So this is really going to be an adult. And I don't mean adult that way, but a, a real different version of the Joker that I think a lot of people are going to love. Yeah. I'm Like I said, it looks fantastic. I don't disagree that there looks like there could be some Oscar caliber performances. Now that said, um, it's directed by Todd Phillips who, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm looking over his his uh, resume here, what he did, what he's done already. And really what he's known for, I mean, he did Old School, he did Starsky and Hutch, and did the Hangover movies. Now, he did some other stuff, too. He did a movie called War Dogs, which, again, a bit of a comedy. But he's not really known for something quite this heady. That doesn't mean he can't do something this heady. I'm just... He's not known for it. So that's why I don't immediately give him a pass. Everything I've seen so far looks great. But those two things, for me, 
that that it kind of exists not in the DCEU, but does, but maybe not, and the fact that he is just not he's not a proven uh, director of something more serious like this gives me some pause. That said, I do think everything looks great. I'm typically the opposite of like that because I believe it's harder to make people laugh than it is to make them feel drama. I, so I, I feel most people that understand comedy and comedy timing can always kill it in drama because people just buy into drama way quicker than comedy. Um, but this movie from the preview, from you know, getting back to the trailer, the cinematography looks phenomenal. Like everything just looks very much, you know, I'm going to say in the tradition of a Scorsese or a, a you know, a Godfather type movie, the, the, the color, the, ep, the, it has a very seventies vibe to this movie that was, you know, that. you know, prior to it's almost what kicked out. Like we talked about with star Wars, there was all those things were happening at that time, Coppola and all that. This is the kind of vibe I get from this movie. And I think it's actually going to be refreshing because we haven't seen this, you know, because the good fellows of the world, aren't coming out in the movies anymore because studios are has to make this they have to make these epic movies and I kind of hope this is a small movie and that that some really good small movies that come back that this makes money and that this kind of smaller type movies can come back you know I'm all for that and you know doing a character piece on the Joker fits right in there like you said this is not going to be a huge this is not a hugely expensive movie you don't need I mean, yes, Joaquin's a fantastic star, and he's got star power. Sam and De Niro, I'm sure they threw plenty, plenty of money their way. But this is not going to be the special effects, you know, explosion that, you know, any of the Avengers movies have been. So, you're right, it's, it's cheaper and more character-driven. I'm okay with that. So, I mean, there's some cool things. There's a lot of callbacks to um, other things from this pr- trailer, like him going on TV. If I remember right, in The Dark Knight Returns, he goes on TV and some bad things happen. So that's yes. – I wonder if they're pulling anything from there. There's the a lot of stuff from the um, Killing Joke I think is going to be in here. I, I feel like they've pulled from a lot of sources for this particular Joker – now, my, I guess my question to you, Michael, and to our listeners out there, once this comes out, is this going to be considered, is it going to be that good where people are going to consider it their canon for the Joker going forward and then they won't believe other stories? Like they're going to get confused if there's different canons? Is, you think that will hurt or help? Um, I don't know. I mean, like the com- – well, let me say this. The comics, it's been established that the Joker has had many origin stories because – the Joker right. is insane, and you can never trust what he's saying. So if he's telling the story, you don't know. It looks like this story is being told from the Joker's perspective. So that being the case, who knows what it could be? I mean, this Joker obviously looks completely different from any of the other three cinematic Jokers we've seen so far. That and makeup and everything, right. Exactly. So this it's the Joker. So this could be an origin story. Is it the origin story? I don't know, and I don't know if DC even cares anymore. Because, like I said, with all these different uh, realities and whatnot they have, um, I think they're just more. Cur- I think they're more concerned at this point with putting out a good film and a good story. And yeah. I think I'm okay with that focus for now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think Joaquin's going to kill it. I think he's going to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I do. I think he'll. Need- besides, you have what 50 nominations now for each category, so at least get nominated. 50. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Um, Michael, what do you want to talk about next? 
I want to talk about Terminator Dark Fate. Let's so do this. that new trailer also came out in the last week. Uh, we got a teaser a couple months ago, but the actual trailer now came out. Now, the thing to remember here, if you don't already know, fellow geeks, is that James Cameron is back. Not as director. He's busy filming 450 Avatar sequels right now. So he's Which will bit... all fail. They'll <laughs> all fail. <laughs> oh, Joe. Um, but he is back as a creator on this. Um, writer, producer type uh, position he has on this. So he's, he's guiding the story. And according to a recent interview, he went back and watched the last three Terminator movies, which will no longer be considered canon. Right. Because this movie is going to take place right after Judgment Day, or not right after, but it's going to it's going to ignore everything that came after Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, it's not right after because you can clearly see Linda Hamilton is not right, right after. Exactly, it's been twenty some odd years, right. just like in the film. So he's ignoring everything else that has come because basically the way James Cameron put it was, I he said he watched those last three movies to see what they did wrong, so he did not repeat those mistakes. The fact that his hand is back in it, it I'm I'm excited. And have you seen the new trailer, Joe? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't do a podcast and not watch the new trailer. That that'd be irresponsible of me. And what did you think? Boy, um, first of all, what will make me see this movie is Linda Hamilton yes. because I think she's the anchor of this, and I'm I'm really glad that um, she's coming back. I read an interview with her about three weeks ago that you know. She basically retired from acting, but there's a care. There's something about this character for her. Obviously, it was her big jumping off point, and it became part of her life. But the care about the character from her is what brought her back uh, into this role. And she liked the idea of exploring a woman that's older and, and not not having to worry about you know certain beauty and and just being a really good character so and having people having uh, a part of her return again was her showing that older women can have roles you know and none of this you, you know stop being hired after a certain age so good for her and i think it's correct and i think it's great and that's really the big reason i want to see this is because of her she's amazing um part of it is having james cameron reattached to it but i have a theory of cameron that that for me James Cameron is not as effective unless you have a direct budget that he can't cross because he makes better decisions when he doesn't have an open checkbook. <laughs> well, I don't think he had an open checkbook on this one. Uh, looking online here, I'm seeing the budgets between $160, $200 million, which is high, but not overly high for a for a special effects laden action movie. That's that's about the range of a A-level action movie. So mm -hmm. he... They didn't give him full reign. I mean, and he was a producer on this, so he was controlling the purse strings. So I'm interested, especially with Tim Miller directing. He obviously can do yeah, I was action. Say that. Yep. Yep. He can obviously do action, as he did on the first Deadpool. Humor. He can do humor as well. Humor and action. So it's a nice mix. I don't want too much humor in the Terminator movies, but I want some. And I think we'll get that. Especially if you saw the trailer, as we both know you did. Um I love the use of the I'll be back line that is typically Arnold. Yeah, yeah it was great. I So seeing Arnold, now we're guessing it's the same T-800 that was in 1 and 2? Um, I don't know. Uh, according to Wiki, he is the original Terminator. But what does that mean? Is he Because the one, the one from Terminator 1, 
was destroyed, and its Correct, arm, right. its arm, was owned by that company that reverse engineered Correct. it, and that's how they all, all the advances. Dyson. <laughs> Dyson. Yeah. Was something with Miles Bennett Dyson was the uh, oh, oh oh I thought you mentioned the company. I was like vacuums. <laughs> no no no, that was the, the guy who it was um, the, the scientist and all that. Yeah yeah, he was a scientist. Correct. Cyberdyne yeah. Systems was the company. Correct. Um, but then in the second one, the Terminator, which was the same model, right. melted himself and the hand. So uh, did he survive that? I don't know. So it's hopefully they reveal because I'd like to know how because obviously he has been on Earth for a while because he's yep. old. So, I'm interested. You know, I've I've wanted the Terminator series to be successful again. I had some hope. I watched Terminator Three when it first came out, and it was just okay, right? And then the one with uh, Christian Bale, Salvation. I didn't quite understand that one very much. I wanted to like it, but obviously, apparently, John Connor was supposed to have a very small role in that. And right. when Christian Bale took the part, he's like, you know, let's flesh it out. Let's make it more. And I think it just ruined the story because I don't think that was really the focus of the story. It was obviously the focus was on Sam Worthington's character as this cyborg slash, you know, Terminator, you know, prototype. So all I had to say, and then the last, the least, the least said about uh, Genesis, the better. That movie was just awful, awful, yeah. awful. Very bad. So, Terminator's back. If it does well, Cameron has already hinted that they might do a trilogy. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I'm excited. Linda Hamilton, Linda Hamilton is back, as is Edward Furlong. We haven't seen him in the trailer. Yeah, they didn't. I wasn't sure that was confirmed. I will tell you this, though. Mackenzie Davis is one of my favorites, because if you've seen um, the show about, uh, oh, my God, what was it called? An AMC. Halt and Catch Fire? Yes. Loved that show. Absolutely loved that show. I absolutely love her too, but for a different reason. She was in my favorite episode of Black Mirror. Uh, oh yeah, she's San, in, yeah yeah for San sure. Junipero. So I'm. It's it's crazy to see her running around as this enhanced human that is badass and think that's the same girl. So the girl has. Did you range. watch? Halt, did you watch Halt and Catch Fire? I did not. It's really good. She's a great character in that movie, uh, TV. So you should really watch it if you get a chance. And anybody out there, if they can watch, should watch it, they should really watch that. I will check it out. How much different can they take this story? Is it about, you know, we've got to save, it looks like they're saving a, a, another human, um, somebody that's important to the future. Maybe yeah. it's her granddaughter. Who the heck knows down the road? My assumption is that because Sarah Connor stopped Judgment Day, it changed the future enough that perhaps john connor is the savior still maybe he's not or maybe it changed it to the point where someone else became the savior of humankind because we in the in the teaser and the trailer we see this young apparently hispanic girl appears or young lady or whatever she i don't know if she's a teenager or what but she appears to be pregnant so i and then sarah says you know i used to be her i'm thinking that she is pregnant with the new savior of the human race so or at least one of the saviors. Maybe it's not John Connor anymore, and it's this new unborn baby yet. I don't know, but that's my guess. Right, and it looks like the the person that's playing the what the next Ultimate Terminator looks like they like they're like gremlins that can just pop off each other. I don't know. What well, it's it's a combination from what I've seen. 
is supposed to be like a combination between the two Terminators we saw from one and two, where it right. has an exoskeleton or an endoskeleton, I should say, but also right. has the liquid port, so it can it can split into two. Right, but I wonder how many it can split. Good question. I guess we'll find, guess we'll find out. It's cool looking, and you know a little bit of a Marvel link there. Uh, Gabriel Luna also played uh, Ghost Rider on right. Agents of Shield, so which he was good in that too. I liked him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. Anyway, all, all that to say, I'm there for it. Uh, Sarah Connor is one of the most badass women of cinema. She's up there with Ripley from Alien. So I'm on board. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, definitely I'm going to see it. I, ho- I hope it's good. I don't have high expectations, I'll be quite honest with you, because of what's been done in the past with all these things. They're going to have to catch me quick. But T2 was one of my favorite movies at one time. I, it's one of the, it. It's got great beats. It's got he, he really knew how to tell that story quickly and made an action and made you care about the father son thing. There was a lot right with Terminator two judgment day and it was the perfect sequel to the original Terminator. So those two are really, really good. He's got a lot to top. Don't think it will be topped and that's okay. But if it's, if, if it turns out being a fun story and I care about the people that are in it, like I always say, if I care about the characters, it'll be good. Exactly. Let's talk. Um, one of my favorite fun people, Keanu Reeves. I Keanu. do, I do really, I do really like Keanu Reeves. There's something about I mean, about him that uh, to me is is very interesting, and I've always liked him. Um, well, but we've got a few uh, things for him going on. We've got a couple of reboots. We've got Matrix Four, and we've got Bill and Ted. And uh, but go ahead. So t- t- what, what were you gonna say about? I was Keanu? just gonna say I was just gonna echo your love for Keanu because the guy is freaking awesome, and though it's not. Uh, applicable to our particular podcast because it's not really geek worthy. If you have this chance, watch the movie Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Yes, it's an Asian American rom com, but watch it just for the Keanu cameo because it is so worth it. All right, I haven't watched it, so I'll look at that. Seriously, watch it just for that. It is that good and it's hilarious. But but there's but him is a he's very engaging on screen. Like I love the first two John Wicks. I thought they were fun, fun movies. Which I think that's what's really brought him. It's funny how actors' careers are. They kind of have these highs and dips, and then something happens where they come back. And this is his Liam Neeson moment, you know, <laughs> coming back again. And <laughs> right, right. It's, it is. It's like what? take. It's like Taken, basically. Yeah, it's John Travolta and, in Pulp Fiction. This is their. This is their comeback. Right. And 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 I'm happy to see it because some of his early movies really I really enjoyed. It didn't have to be not everything has to be life changing. You can have enjoyment. Like I love I loved Bill and Ted's. I thought that the first one was a funny movie. It was a good movie to watch. It was candy. First one is perfect. Yeah, and mm, you know one, not and, so much. Not so much. And I you know I loved uh, Speed. Speed was a great movie to watch. It was oh. fun. Speed was great. It was so much fun. I mean, it's it's dumb action, but it's well. That's the thing. It's not even that dumb of action. It's actually kind of smart, and I yeah. appreciate that. And let's throw Point Blank out there. Absolutely, oh, Point Break. Po- point, point Break. Point sorry. Break. Yes, point huge break. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Po- huge point movie. Break is. Oh, they should never have remade remade that movie. I don't know why they did, but yeah. that is another great movie. Which Point Break, by the way was uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow, who right. was James Cameron's wife at one point. And it's true. Yeah, so I just want to throw that out there, but just to kind of tie it together. But Keanu's fantastic. Uh, the fact that he he's back, and he's back big, and let's face it, the first 
the first John Wick movie was not a big production. No. It was a risk, but it was fantastic. Yeah, it, because again, if you care about the characters, it doesn't matter. So let's go to the Matrix reboot, right? This is not, well, I don't know if it's a reboot or if it's in a continuation. Well, I guess it, it's it's one of the only times you can actually use the word reboot, probably literally. Right. Because the Matrix could actually be rebooted, I would assume. In some way, it's, it's on some kind of disks hidden in the cloud somewhere. So I can see why it could be rebooted, especially now. Like, you know, when the, when the Matrix first came out, there were no iPhones and stuff. We weren't Correct. connected like we are now. So it's almost becoming, in a weird way, a, a reality in some way, shape, or form of just being constantly connected and not knowing what's real. And we've got deep fakes and all these things happening. So it actually couldn't be a more timely movie, I think. Very timely because you're right. I mean, in the original Matrix movies, the biggest thing was a sweet Ericsson phone that when you hit it, it slid down so you could talk into it. I Which mean, they brought back. Right. But, I mean, nowadays, everyone and their, and their grandmother has a cell phone, a smartphone, which we're, I mean, whether or not we're living in a, in a um, simulation is one question that, you know, obviously we can't tackle in this. But, I mean, in many ways, we kind of are living in the Matrix, you know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious where this is going to go. I mean, are they going to bring Hugo back? I didn't hear that. We have not, that has not been announced yet. I would hope so. But we'll see. Um, I'm looking up something that came out September 3rd. So today. Uh, is that today? It is today. It is. Sorry. Um, so I'm going to give credit to Screen Rant. Uh, sometimes I go there. And from what they say from Screen Rant, you can say, uh, no, I'm sorry. They, they did not control. They, there is no confirmation. Well, as you said. We just know that Carrie Ann Moss is in there. That's confirmed. That's important. That's very important. So you got right. one of the Wachowskis, Lana. You've got Keanu. You've got Carrie Ann Moss. And like you said, Rebooted is the perfect... I mean, I don't know how they can call it anything other than The Matrix Rebooted because it follows the naming convention. Yeah, you have The Matrix. Right. Then Reloaded. Then Revolutions. It has to be in our name. Rebooted makes the most sense. But who knows? They might do a Disney and when Rocket Ralph should have been Wreck-It Ralph 2 wrecks the internet. Come on. Right. That's what it should have been. So right. it should be The Matrix rebooted. Whether or not it is, who knows. But what I love about Keanu is that, yeah, he's hot again. He's doing these movies. He's doing John Wick. He's doing John Wick 2 and 3. He's making money, money, money. And then he does Toy Story 4, making more money. And he's right. everywhere now. He can do anything. And he is. He's doing The Matrix. He's going to make more money. But what's awesome is he goes to his friend Alex Winter goes, yes, let's finally do it. I've got the clout. I'm hot again. People have been talking about it for years. I'm going to use my my capital for something good. Boom. Bill and Ted's three. Well, here's what's really the kicker for me for this. And, you know, with Lena Wachowski coming back to write and direct. Did you watch Sense8? Um, I, I know I did not watch all of it. I think I watched oh, an episode. God. Is it good? Should one I be watching it? One of the best series I've ever seen. All right, I'll because check it out. the writing, the writing—it's just again, I, I get so in, involved with characters that um, it's really, really good. Sense it's really good. It, it, it's a little bizarre, but once you get into it, it's really, really good. And uh, the Wachowski sisters wrote that um, and directed them. And with Mike, with J. Michael Straczynski, though. Yeah. 
which I yeah. am a big fan of J. Michael Straczynski. I didn't watch all of it, but I was a fan of what I've seen so far in Babylon 5. Um, he has some comics that were fantastic, especially Rising Stars and his run on Amazing Spider-Man. So I really like J. Michael Straczynski. Um, I, I love the Wachowskis, Wachowskis. I was just... It looked like it was going to be heady, and I just didn't have time for it at the time. And then Netflix, obviously, is kicking out series all the time. So it was just one of those things that I wanted to get into and just didn't make the time for, and then it was too late. So I should turn around and go back and check that out because I like the Wachowskis. I like, uh, even though it kind of gets dissed, I really, really, really liked Cloud Atlas as well. I, I didn't mind it. It was longer. It could have been cut around, but... Yeah, but I think the the more I the the further I would get away from it, the more I watch it, the more I like it. So I think I need right. to watch it again. But anyway, all that to say. So the I'm story here, what, do you think it's going to be the idea that let's say is it going to be more, uh, for lack of a better term, Terminator esque, where you've got the same kind of characters, or are we going to go more Force Awakens, where it's really like Keanu's character is going to be the Luke kind of thing, where you're passing batons to 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 new people. Um, a little bit of both, and here's why. Um, it's already been established in the Matrix that a savior, maybe not named Neo, comes every few generations. That, right. that that he was not the first in the line. That he is the most current, but there have been many before him, and that all the rest have failed. So will he be the new Morpheus, that kind of character? Then you know what I I don't I don't know that there has to be this time because I think. If Neo comes back, I think he'll... I don't know that he needs someone to guide him along his way. I think it's going to be more... You know, obviously I'm not friends with the Wachowskis or have any kind of insight into the writing process. But knowing what I've seen and uh, from Cloud Atlas and what I know about Sensei, as you do as well, is that right. I would say that in the idea of... Um, past lives or recurring lives or something like that um, is a strong theme of theirs. And as such, I think that's going to fit right in very well with the Matrix and Neo or whatever character he is in this movie. Kind of remembers who he was. I don't know that we needed Morpheus this time. I think Keanu will be his own, or Neo will be his own Morpheus. That's what I'm saying. And, And kind of finding the next Neo almost switching roles to almost like an Obi-Wan-esque type role. Possibly. Possibly. So does the world want this? Um, I wouldn't say people have been clamoring for it, no. And and I think a lot of that is because people enjoy the Matrix trilogy, but let's face it, after the first one, there were diminishing returns. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I will see this. I'm, I'm, I hope it's good as I really liked the, the original Matrix to me is, is a masterpiece. Um, the rest, you know, not so much. I don't know. It gets a little long on the tooth. It didn't get, didn't get pushed where I wanted it to push. But I, I think this is part of the, the dilemma in Hollywood right now that we've lost some creativity. We've lost something where everybody's going back to like reboot or find stories that were done from the seventies and eighties and even a little bit in the nineties and, and just not coming up with anything new. So it's a little scary to me that all these things are relying and now Hollywood is a machine and they, they want to create things that are going to make money. 
totally get it. And they, but the room for the small person to to change Hollywood is, I think, is getting harder and harder. And in, in these the smaller stories, which will end up being played out in the streaming world, as we talked about earlier. But I don't want film to be lost in these old franchises they got to keep bringing back because people like us that enjoyed them when they first came out were the only ones chasing that dollar because let's say Gen Z doesn't even go to the movies you know I don't know right right yeah you make a good I mean you make a good point and I, I hope we don't lose that little independence and fresh new takes on cinema that we have seen in the past but you're right Hollywood is a machine uh, the conglomerates have reduced and now they're bigger and, mm-hmm. and they're fewer. So Hollywood, unfortunately, is going to rely on something that's more likely to make them money. And that's something that people already know. But there's still room out there. I mean, uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, yes, mm-hmm. he does big movies now, but uh, was it Primer, Primer, whatever that movie was? Or, yeah. Or uh, Looper. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. what. Looper was fantastic. Um, or uh, what was that other movie? Um the one about time travel. Oh, oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It's really good. Um, oh my gosh, I have to look it up. Sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, was one of the Duplass brothers. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, about time. It was no, it wasn't about time. Oh, we're gonna waste way too much time talking about yeah. this. Um, but yeah, safety not guaranteed. Gotcha. Wasn't that it? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's not what I was thinking about. It's not what I was thinking of. That's okay. The point is, anyways, yeah, there are little independent things out there that are still pushing the envelope. But you're right; most of that's going to be showing up now uh, in streaming. And I would like Hollywood to keep going with stuff like that. But unfortunately, we're going to see Matrix reboots over and over ad nauseum. Stuff like that. Well, I hope I hope it's good, and I hope it uh, gets resolved, and it's a good story. What's next in our agenda, Michael? Uh, I think the next thing is, uh, well, we've talked about Bill and Ted. We've talked about Keanu. Um, I think really kind of the, we're we're running out of things, not running out of things, but the last thing we haven't talked about, because it happened a couple weeks ago now, is uh, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man's future. What's going to happen? Yeah. So the parents are fighting again. And... Now that Marvel has resuscitated Spider-Man to a very great level and can make money, Sony sees, in my opinion, an opportunity now to take it back. Um, Even though Venom was not a good movie, um, it did really well globally. I think eventually they want to tie these together. Maybe they'll do the Sinister Six, but they think they can pilot their own ship right now. I don't think they can pilot it. I think they're fools. I think they're going to destroy it. They, They, you know... Uh, greed, greed is getting in the way of good money, good, well, good storytelling. Yes, so. you're 100% right that greed is getting in the way. However, let's not put all the blame on Sony. So Spider-Man, far from home, made over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So Marvel wants a bigger take of that, which I understand. Yes. Because I'll tell you why they should. <laughs> they should get a bigger take. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But their current agreement is 5%. So that means Sony is the one that really, you know, they're the ones that own the character, and whatnot, blah blah blah. So Marvel, no, they own the right. They own the rights to make the movies. They yes. don't own the character. Well, yes, they have the. They have correct. They have the right. Yeah, exactly as you said. 
So Marvel gets what? 5% of a billion dollars is what? Um, $500 million? No. $50 million? That's not a bad take. But that said, I think they should get more. The thing is, Marvel asked for 50%. Now I get how negotiations work. You ask high and you Mm -hmm. guys get to a point. Sony's a little bit too big for their britches, thinking, okay, we now just had the biggest movie in our history. Thanks to Marvel. Thanks to Marvel. I think Marvel should get more, yes. But Marvel may have asked a bit too much. And let's Why? face it. Okay, let's break it down. Why did they ask too much? Because what they were doing before did not make money. They actually lost money. So getting 50% of not having to worry about anything and just having your name Sony in there as a distributor, have Marvel write it and do it and spend all the upfront money and get 50%. Beautiful. To me, that's smart business. And you've got, you know, you're, you're making money hand over fist. What they fail to under, what Sony fails to understand is that actually Marvel does the hold the cards because you know what Marvel can do? There's Miles Morales. They've already got him into the animated thing. People kind of understand who that is now. It was a big hit. Alternate universes in the Marvel world. I could have Spider-Man tomorrow as Miles Morales, can't I? Um, you can have Miles Morales, but you can't have Spider-Man Miles Morales. The name Spider-Man belongs to Spider-Man. Now, I do they have to say the word Spider-Man in it at all? Or just put him in a costume. Yeah, well, they do. We're, <laughs> what is Marvel going to do? Release a film called Miles Morales? No, but the character can be in the Avengers. Possibly. I th- I'm no. I'm no intellectual property lawyer, so... Yeah, me neither, me neither. But I'm pretty sure they can't use the name Spider-Man. Probably not. But they could use the name Night Monkey, but then again, you don't want that. <laughs> That's right. They could use Night Monkey, right. which is fantastic. Now, yeah. that said, you don't want to have a Hispanic black character named Night Monkey. That would no, be you bad. do not. So... That would be bad. Yeah, I love Miles Morales, by the way, but, you know, with Into the Spider-Verse and... Sony has shown that they can do an awesome Spider-Man movie. Now that's animated. So I think I think Sony's a bit too big for their britches. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, they made a boatload of money, like you said, on Venom. Still haven't seen it. Uh, I will at some point, but you know they're going to cross paths with Spider-Man at some point. Well, they're going to have they're going to build the Spider-Verse. Why wouldn't they? Why would uh, they? No, they have to. Yeah, they should. I mean, that's what they're going to do. I still think they can do it well. That's the problem. So Anyways, far, no one else has done, done it well, so you're right. I think though. I think something will happen still, um, but we'll we'll see what goes on there. I, I I don't. I understand why Sony's doing it. It's it's a business decision, but fans, you know, if you piss them off, if Sony's and and no matter what they think, the public in general is thinking that Sony's a bad guy here no matter what Marvel asks for because Marvel has proven for 10 years 11 years now they will make hits and they will give you a great story Sony has not proven that and the fans told you know no matter what happens the fans will think it's Sony's fault even if it isn't they'll think it's Sony's fault you make a good point I agree with you so that's what I think about Spider-Man. I'm going to jump to our last thing today that, that came out today that got me super excited. Um, on Entertainment uh, Weekly posted an image of the Mandalorian fighting some Transdotions. And for those that don't know who that is, that's like the Bosk character. 
Ooh. So, and I am so geeked. I mean, this, these little shots are just, man, it is just bringing me. I'm into that. The Trandoshans are, are, you know, everybody wanted to see something when Bosk, when I was a kid. It's like, I want to see what that character is. Bosk is in uh, Rebels, I believe, in a few spots. and He showed um, up in Rogue One. Yep. And so this is going to be interesting uh, to show. There's more than one. I don't know, Michael, if you found that picture or not. I um, haven't yet, but I, I will. That's badass. I'm I'm totally in. I hadn't heard about that. I must have come out sometime today, and I missed it. Yeah. But oh, that's cool. I'm into it. So, anyways, that's my last bit of news. Look it up for yourselves if you can. It's out there. Uh, the Entertainment Weekly uh, website will give you that particular image of the fighting scene of him. I say Boba Fett fighting two Trandoshans. If you want to know why it's Boba Fett, you can listen to our previous podcast, episode 14. <laughs> I don't think it's Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen to episode 14. You'll find out why it is. So, that being said, this has been a, a quick a quick bits episode. We're trying to catch up uh, with all the news that kind of jumped uh, prior to D23 that took all of our time last time. Um. Anything else? One thing I would, if you want something to watch on Netflix while you're waiting for really big stuff to hit, um, the Wu Assassin was a fun series. I watched the all episodes. That was a, a really cool show. Something interesting, a little different. So check out the Wu Assassin. Um, fun little show. Uh, Michael, you have anything out there you want that people should watch as as we quick bits this thing to the end? No, I was just gonna say that uh, I Wu Assassin's in my queue. So I'm all about it. So I'm hoping it's good. I'm, you've seen it already, so I can't speak to it like you have. But it, you know, it, it's in my wheelhouse, so I, I want to check it out. So yeah, it, it's fun because I have I had no, I had nothing going into it. It's like oh, what's this show? So anyways, we'll talk about that another time. Um, let's get into our plugs. And the first one again is we're going to be at the GR Comic Con, November eighth through tenth. Check us out. Come visit us. We're going to possibly try and do a live podcast. I haven't done one, so I'll probably screw it up, but we'll try our best. We can always try. Um, yeah. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Do us a favor. If you could share or even write a review, that would be cool. Um, talk to us through there. Uh, Michael, tell us about our, our social stuff. Well, hey. If you really want to see us, the, the fastest way to get to us is to go to kybercast.com. All the latest episodes are there. Um, obviously, uh, on Twitter, you can find us at kybercast, where we link not only to our episodes, but geek news stories we think are particularly newsworthy. Uh, we don't hit them all, but we, uh, we, hit, we hit the important ones, we think. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, also at kybercast, or you can find us on Facebook by looking for the kybercast. We're all over social media, so please uh, tweet us, drop us a comment on Instagram, drop us a comment on Facebook, uh, send us an email. We are kybercast at gmail.com. As we proved last episode, you email us. Not a lot of people are doing it, so if you email us, there is a 99% chance that we're going to read your email and answer your question on our podcast. So if you want, you want responses, you got responses. There you go. Michael, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining me again. Always. And thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. What a piece of junk. Shh.